When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. <laughs> Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. Jack Frost has started coming around again. The nights are colder and colder, and when I come out in the mornings, my car windows are opaque with ice. Fingers nipped with cold, I hurriedly scrape it off the windows, putting the heat on full blast. Every morning is the same process as the fall turns to winter. But yesterday morning I came out, turned on the car, grabbed the scraper, and hopping out moved to scrape, but I paused. There, written in the ice in crystal loops and swirls, were the words... Good morning, lovely. The first teller is Harvey Heilburn. Harvey's energetic and imaginative performances engage young and old in the art of oral tradition. He spins folk tales, sings, plays guitar, and breathes life into the imagination of the listeners. And he's a patron of the arts. This tale is a little bit luck and a little bit being clever. In the Castle of the Faithful Women. It was time for the women to act. Heilbrunn, that's my name. You can imagine my wonder when I discovered a city in southwest Germany by the same name. It's spelled a little differently, but pronounced the same. The story that I'm about to share with you takes place in a neighboring town about four and a half miles from Heilbrunn at a castle in Weinsberg in the year 1140. Germany at that time did not exist. It was a mixture of states, some huge, some tiny, which were part of the Roman Empire. The rulers were chosen by the Holy Roman Emperor and supported by the different states. King Lothar II had died, and an election process took place. Yes, it was called an election in those days, too. King Conrad III was elected. One of his tasks was to defeat those states that still opposed him and bring them into the fold. The last family to conquer was the Duke of Velf. Conrad's family and Velf's had been fighting for a long time. The Duke of Velf was finally holed up in a castle with all its inhabitants in the town of Weinsberg in December of 1140. King Conrad laid siege to the castle and gave the ultimatum, Surrender, or everyone and everything in the castle will be destroyed. The Duke of Velf was very smart. He had planned well for the siege. He had stockpiled plenty of supplies. In addition to the food, water, and clothes he had in storage, he also had secret passages throughout the castle that led to the outside, where he could send messengers and wagons to get more supplies when needed. Time passed, and King Conrad became impatient. 
He sent out some of his soldiers to search out any secret passages that blocked any roads leading to the castle. Wealth's supply route was stopped, and now his food supplies were running dangerously low. Conrad, frustrated with inaction, sent another message to the castle. Surrender by daybreak, or he would set fire to the entire town of Weinsberg, and all of the inhabitants would be put to the sword. It was now time for the women to act. It's not known who called the meeting, or if the men were allowed to attend or participate, but a meeting was held. Following the meeting, a group of women left the castle to meet with the king. They did not plead for mercy for the men, but for the innocence of the women and children. Though King Conrad had threatened the entire town, he was swayed by the argument the women made. Not being totally without compassion, and not wanting to leave the women totally destitute, he would allow them to gather what was precious to them and leave with whatever they could carry on their shoulders. What followed the next morning is what legends are made of. As the gates of the castle opened, a line of women and children came forth. And what did they carry on their shoulders? Was it bags of food or kegs of water? Was it sacks of gold and jewels to help support them wherever they were to travel to? No. On the back of each woman was every husband, brother, uncle, single man in the village. Though they trudged forward slowly, forward they came. The king's soldiers were furious at how they had been tricked. They demanded that all of the town's people be killed. Conrad had a different point of view. He admired the cleverness of the women. They had followed his agreement to the letter. He was so taken by their loyalty to their husbands and the men that he agreed to let them all live and did not destroy the town. His compassion provided another reward. Because of it, the Duke of Velf chose to submit to the king's rule and swear loyalty to him and they all lived in harmony, at least for a while. Now, if you go to the town of Weinsberg in Germany today, you'll see the remains of that castle. It's been named Berg Weibetoy, which roughly translates to Castle of the Faithful Women. There is also a sculpture in the town center showing the women carrying the men. It's easy to find. It's about four and a half miles from Heilbronn. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Prince Hussein's Magic Carpet Shop. Scooters and bikes are out. Flying magic carpets are the new way to get around. Choose a design that fits your style, from paisley to modern patterns, and one that fits your speed, from a gentle swish to a full-on magic carpet ride. Free flying lesson with every purchase. Prince Hussein's Magic Carpet Shop. Find your perfect magic carpet ride. We have a new review today with the title, Awesome Stuff, left by First Fairchild from the Philippines, who wrote, I just found this on iTunes, but I've been following Story Story on Spotify for months. The stories and storytellers are amazing. Huge thanks to Rachel for hosting. 
love from the Philippines. Well, from the Philippines, we are really glad you are listening and enjoying the stories. If you'd like to leave a review, you can do that on iTunes, and it's much appreciated. It helps others find the podcast. The words melted away, but I had seen them. The next morning, I came out, and there were the words again. Good morning, lovely. And then walking around my car, I saw another phrase, look at the leaves. I turned my face to the trees, but the skeletal branches were bare. Then looking down in the gentle dawn light, the leaves on the ground were a carpet of silver crystal. They shimmered and I held my breath. I felt a cold wind on my fingers, like someone was taking my hand and leaving a chill kiss. I spoke softly. Good morning, Jack Frost. Lovely work you did through the night. I stood and watched the silver disappear, and when my car was warm, I got in and drove to work with the tips of my ears still cold. The second teller for this episode is Priscilla Howe. Based in Kansas, Priscilla performs at schools, libraries, festivals, and special events. Her mouthy hand puppets come along to shows for young children, and she tells more grown-up stories to, well, grown-ups and other kids. This story features a girl with some bad habits and some lucky stars. This is Priscilla telling The Lazy Young Woman. So the next story I'd like to tell you might remind you of another story. This next story is called The Lazy Young Woman. Oh, there was a lazy young woman named Eileen. She was so lazy, she lived with her mother. Her mother was very hardworking, but they were very poor. One day, Eileen's mother went out. She said, Eileen, the only thing I ask of you today is to stir the porridge. Don't let the porridge burn. What Eileen liked to do best was to sit and think about... Living in the palace. She'd like to be married to the prince. It would be so nice. She could eat wonderful food and and sleep in a comfortable bed. So her mother said, stir the porridge, don't let it burn. Eileen said, I won't let it burn. She sat down next to the pot of porridge over the fire. She couldn't do it standing up. She had to sit down. And she stirred once. And she stirred twice. And she stirred a third time. But then she began to think about walking in the gardens with the prince and how nice it would be and what they would have for supper and how lovely it would be to live in the palace. Something smelled like it was burning. Oh! Oh, no, the porridge was burning. And just then, Eileen's mother came home. She said, Eileen, I asked you to do one thing, just stir the porridge, and you couldn't even do that. She began to chase her daughter around the house and out the door and down the road. And just then, along came the prince on his horse. He said, excuse me, stop chasing that young woman for just a moment and tell me why you're chasing her. Oh, this is my daughter. She's quite lovely. Yes, and and the problem is, too, that she is uh, very hard-working. Oh, yes, she works hard all the time. The prince said, really? I've been searching all over the world for a young woman who is beautiful and hard-working. And interesting, too. 
What is your name? <laughs> My name is Eileen. Uh, Eileen, would you like to come to the palace with me? I, I, I would like to, yes, certainly. <laughs> Eileen's mother said goodbye, Eileen. Come and visit sometime. Well, they went to the palace. Eileen was thrilled. But the prince's mother, the queen, said, where did you get this one? Well, she was being chased down the road by her mother because her mother said she was too hard-working. The queen said, her mother told you that. A mother will tell you anything. We'll find out if she's hard-working. We will. And so, that night, Eileen and the prince walked in the gardens, and they talked of this and that. They had a lovely time. They had a lovely supper. And Eileen was shown to a guest room where the bed was so comfortable. She slept so well. In the morning, after breakfast, the queen said, Come with me. She led Eileen to a room, and that room was entirely filled with flax, which had to be spun into thread. There was a spinning wheel right there. She said, Now, you'll spin all of this flax into thread, and if you don't finish it all, you'll go back to your mother. Eileen said, All right. The queen left. Eileen said, I don't even know how to spin. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to want to stay here. I want to stay here, and I don't know how to do this. She heard tap, tap, tap low down at the door. She opened the door, and there was a little, little woman with a long, long foot. Why are you crying? Well, because... I'm supposed to spin all this flax into thread, and I don't even know how to spin. I don't know what to do. I want to marry the prince, and I won't be able to if I can't do this. The little, little woman said, What will you do if I do it for you? Will you invite me to your wedding? Oh, yes. Good. And so the little, little woman with the long, long foot sat down at the spinning wheel, and she began to spin. And as she did, she began to sing. She sang, I'll spin for the girl, I'll spin for the boy, I'll spin for the prince's wedding. I'll spin for the girl, I'll spin for the boy, I'll spin for the prince's wedding. And just like that, all the flax was spun into thread. Thank you so much. Just remember your promise. And out she went. When the queen came back, she said, Oh, very nice. I'm glad to see you've done this. We might have a little more work tomorrow. Oh, gosh. Well, that night they had a lovely dinner, and the prince and Eileen walked through the gardens, and they had a delightful time chatting of this and that. Eileen slept in that guest bedroom, in that comfortable bed. Ah, oh. in the morning after breakfast... The queen said, come with me. And they went to that room where all the thread was. And now there was a loom in there. The queen said, you will weave all of this thread into cloth by the end of the day. And if not, you'll go back to your mother. Eileen said, all right. The queen laughed and I don't even know, I don't even know, I don't even know how to weave. I don't know how to weave. I'm going to have to go back to my mother. I want to marry the prince. There was a tap at the door. Tap, 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 low down. Eileen opened the door, and there was a little, little woman with a long, long arm. She came in. Why are you crying? Because I, I have to weave all of this 
thread into cloth and I don't even know how to weave and I want to marry the prince. I'm not going to be able to marry the prince. Uh, What would you do if I weave it for you? Would you invite me to your wedding? Oh, yes. And so the little, little woman with a long, long arm sat down at the loom and she began to throw the shuttle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And she sang as she did. She sang, I'll weave for the girl, I'll weave for the boy, I'll weave for the prince's wedding. I'll weave for the girl, I'll weave for the boy, I'll weave for the prince's wedding. And just like that, all of that thread was woven into cloth. Thank you so much. Just remember your promise. And out she went. When the queen came back, she was so pleased. Ah, you've done a very nice job. There might be a little more work tomorrow. Well, that evening, they had a lovely dinner, and the prince and Eileen walked through the gardens and talked of this and that. It was delightful. And Eileen slept in that comfortable guest bed, but in the morning after breakfast, the queen said, come with me. And she took her to another room this time, and this room was full of yarn. She handed Eileen a pair of knitting needles, and she said, Knit this into anything you want, but knit it all and knit it well. Eileen said, okay. The queen left. I don't even know how to knit. I don't know what to do with these knitting needles. I don't know what to do. I'm going to have to go back to my mother. I want to marry the prince. Tap, 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 way down low. Eileen opened the door, and there was a little, little woman with a long red nose. Why are you crying? I don't know how to knit, and I'm supposed to knit all of this yarn into into something, and I don't know what to do. Hmm. What will you do if I knit it for you? Will you invite me to your wedding? Oh, yes. And so that wee little woman with a long red nose pulled out her own knitting needles, and she began to knit. Click, 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 click. And as she did, she sang a song. I'll knit for the girl, I'll knit for the boy, I'll knit for the prince's wedding. I'll knit for the girl, I'll knit for the boy, I'll knit for the prince's wedding. And she knit mittens, hats, coats, gloves, sweaters, pants, shirts. Anything else? Hats, tank tops. Anything else? Socks. Socks, dresses. Dresses, shorts. Wigs, slippers. Blankets. Pillows. Shoes. She knit all kinds of things, just like that. So fast quilts, so fast you couldn't even really see her fingers move. And then she was done. Remember your promise. Eileen said, thank you, I will. And out she went. When the queen came back, she said, oh, you've done a good job. I think perhaps you could marry the prince if he wants to marry you. And if you want to marry him. And indeed, the prince did ask Eileen to marry him, and Eileen did agree. They had a big wedding, and after the wedding, there was the wedding feast. While they were eating, there was a knock at the door, way down low, tap, tap, tap. The guard went and opened the door. There was a wee little woman with a long, long foot. (laughs) Who invited you? Eileen invited me. The guard looked at Eileen, and she nodded. The little, little woman with a long, long foot came in and sat at the head table with the prince, the queen, the king, and Eileen. And after a few moments, tap, 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 way down low at the door, 
The guard went and opened the door. There was a little, little woman with a long, long arm. Who invited you? Eileen invited me. The guard looked at Eileen and she nodded. And that little, little woman with a long, long arm came in and sat at the head table. After a few minutes, tap, 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 way down low, the guard opened the door, and there was a little, little woman with a long, red nose. (laughs) Who invited you? Eileen invited me. The guard looked at Eileen. She nodded. And the little, little woman with a long, red nose came in and sat at the head table. Now, they were all eating, and after a little bit, the prince said to the little, little woman with a long, long foot. I I don't mean to be rude. I I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I just want to ask you a little tiny personal question. Uh, How did you get that long, long foot? Oh, well, you see, I spin. I spin night and day, day and night, and when I spin, somehow my foot seems to keep growing longer and longer. Prince said, oh, my. Well, I, I hope Eileen won't really want to spin that much. Eileen said, no. I don't think I'll spin at all. The prince ate a little more, and then he said to the little, little woman with a long, long arm, I I don't mean to be rude. I really don't mean to be disrespectful. I want to ask you just a little personal question. How did you get that long, long arm? Oh, well, I weave night and day, day and night. That's that's what I do. And when I do that, I throw that shuttle back and forth, and my arm just grows longer and longer. Oh, I do hope Eileen won't really want to weave that much, Eileen said. No, I don't think I'll weave at all. (laughs) The prince ate a few more bites, and then he couldn't help himself. He said to the little, little woman with a long red nose, I don't mean to be rude, I don't mean to be disrespectful, I just want to ask you this personal question. How did you get that long red nose? Oh, it's quite simple. I I knit night and day, day and night, and, well, when I knit, sometimes the knitting needle pokes me in the nose. It pokes me and pokes me and pokes me, and, well, my nose just grew and it got red. Oh. Well, I I hope Eileen won't want to do much knitting. Eileen said, no, I don't think I'll knit at all. And the prince was pleased to hear that, and Eileen was pleased to have an excuse, and the queen whispered to the king, hmm, She might not be such a hard worker after all, but I think it's all right because she's got those three little, little women as friends, and one could do much worse than that. And that's the story. What story did that remind you of? Rumpelstiltskin. It is like Rumpelstiltskin, except that it has a different kind of an ending. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Harvey Hauburn and Priscilla Howe on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was Miriam H. Nadal. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. 
If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast or discover sponsorship opportunities, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies. And if you tune in, you will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music.